find the stone, find it, but not use it, would be able to get it. That is one of my more brilliant ideas. And between you and me, that is saying something. Hi, and welcome to the Three Broom Chicks. I'm Jenny. I'm Marianne. And I'm Elizabeth. What? Wow. Marian looked like she had to think about what her name was. <laughs> you did. I was like, oh no, life. the pressure's on. All right. So, anyways, <laughs> welcome to the third installment of what we thought was going to be a 25 episode series. Which, thankfully, it's not. I think we've pretty much determined it's going to be four. So, there's yeah. only one more yeah. after this. <laughs> but you know we didn't know what was going to happen there in the beginning there was a lot to expose in his earlier life yeah so much yeah. yes so welcome to the third episode if you Yay! haven't listened to the first two episodes head back and do that or just jump on the bandwagon now it's a good time to get going today oh, uh, yeah. i'm gonna do a little recap but we've talked about his early life and we talked about everything up until 1970 i believe that's where we pick up tonight but who knows where this is gonna take us <laughs> not like we wrote it if <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, so we talked about his childhood. We talked about all the teen sex that he was definitely having with Grindelwald. For and sure. the early beginnings of his professorship. Um, and so now we're going to head into the first Wizarding War. Dun, dun, dun. Thank you for that. The soundboard is on point tonight. Wow. Uh, but before we head into all of that, we're going to get into our owl post. Um, and we're going to have our third official check-in to see how we're all feeling about Dumbledore. Um, so I guess I'll go ahead because I'm talking right now, but right <laughs> now I totally like him. Like as of what we have discovered, like up until the 1970s, I'm a Dumbledore stan. I don't know if that's because of his actual personality and the character of, you know, his self, but you know, it might just be because Jude Law plays him. I don't know. It could go, it could go either way here. Mm, I think it's more the Jude Law, but uh, it's okay. Yeah, no, maybe. I think he's had a rough life, and I think he's making, you know, he's doing the best that he can, okay? I will say I really, I, I'm in a better place than what I've started because I feel like his life is so much more entertaining than I remember, especially with all the little, like, tidbits and little spice that we've added, especially in the last episode. <laughs> But I really do think that my opinion is sticking the same, you know, that um, he is neither, you know, perfect, neither imperfect. He's just the right shade of imperfect. He is complex. Um, do I will always like him for his inspirational quotes. Uh, but um, I do I do judge a certain decisions he makes sometimes. That's fair. Yeah. He's still gray for me. He's Dang. still really gray. I feel like at the beginning of this process, I was like, he is human trash. He was like the yeah. human embodiment of 2020 to me. And then I feel like now I'm like, oh, You're man. You're like his biggest fan right now. I'm, I wouldn't say that I was his biggest fan. I'm just On saying like you went through some hardships and you know what? You're yeah. just pulling yourself together. You didn't even go to therapy. Like, let me clap for you. You know, he, he really did. I'll give him that. And he's gone yeah. through a lot in his life. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I, it's still like, it's very hit or miss for me. Like sometimes he's a manipulative a-hole and other times he's everyone's favorite, you know, inspirational guy. You know, people would say that about me. <laughs> You're my favorite inspirational guy, Jenny. Thank you so much. I'm so oh wise. Oh, it's deep. 
Let's move on into the album and my beautiful hydrangea. All right. Hello, Hydrangea. Thank you for bringing some additional outposts this time around. I would like around. to just, can we like pause for a second? Because I really want to like, sh- like call out Elizabeth, like in a good light, because she's always speaking to the fictional Hydrangea and she's so <laughs> respectful. And I just love that. What? <laughs> fictional Hydrangea? I love How could the you, vibe. What? Elizabeth no. sounds like me, like when I get to work in the morning and I'm coming around with like breakfast and I'm like talking to the animals, like if they can understand me. And I'm like, hello, good morning. Like, how did you spend the night? But like, I love it. Hydrangea is not fictional. I was about okay. to say, you totally ruined it, Jenny. Oh, <laughs> like- I'm sorry for everyone. We literally have talked <laughs> on multiple occasions about how she is a plush toy, but I'm so sorry if I have ruined your internal ruined cast of hydrangea. <laughs> I want people when they listen to this podcast to assume that we just have a pet owl <laughs> and it's totally humane <laughs> to have. A pet I, owl. Yeah, I don't want people to assume that we yeah, are housing no. a bird of prey. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> Responsible pet ownership. <laughs> Anyways, Hydrangea brought us some beautiful mail. And the first one. Oh, I'm going to switch it up today. Uh, The first one is from Calibom. That's a cool name. It is a cool name. That's very cool. A bomb of Kaylee. I I wonder how you actually pronounce her name or their name. Because it's C-A-E-L-L-I. Yeah. Is it Kaylee? Is it Callie? Is it Kaeli? Are we saying it right? Let us know. know. Yeah. Please let us know. Anyways. How would Dumbledore be viewed in today's world? Ooh. Dan Twitter would riot. I was about to say, I think if you look at Twitter, you'd know. <laughs> and I don't think it would be good. Well, actually, I don't know. Because oh. I feel like with the way Dumbledore comes across to the majority of the world, I mm. feel like Twitter would just actually stand him a lot. Oh, and, you know what? You're right. Like you're saying, like, if we didn't know, like, everything that he was doing behind the scenes, like, exactly. if he was just a public figure. Oh, I like, like this. Like, if it view. was just like if he was just the Dumbledore that everyone knew, you're not right. the Dumbledore that, like, we later find out about. I totally see Twitter just like I constantly agree. quoting him, like promoting him. But I feel like they might stand him and they might be like, oh, look at this majestic person. But I feel like the year of 2020 would have brought him down. Somebody would have exposed his dirty secrets and we would have been done with him. Yeah. I think it would have just been the same, kind of the same way that we would have saw it line up in the last book where it's with like the Rita Skeeter thing. Yeah. Where it's like mm-hmm. after his death, like all these secrets just kind of are exposed. Um, I think he, I think if he were to be, I think he would have had an amazing PR team and they would have spun everything that they would have done. And that's why majority of the world would appreciate him and love him and forgive him for all of his faults. Um, but I think there is that deep, deep, deep within Stan Twitter, someone would have posted something. There would have been turned into like three other threads. They all go viral. And then, you know, cancel culture would take over and he would be canceled. I, de- I definitely see if Rita Skeeter published her book in present day, mm-hmm. Dumbledore totally would have been canceled real quick. One thousand percent. Okay. Just quick, like super fast. Yes or no. Would you have bought the book? Yes. Um, 
I I don't think I would have spent the money, but I would have like read like snippets of it and determined if it was trash or not. Yeah, I would have read articles of people that have read the book just because I'm also not wow, the person to buy a book about unless I. Right <laughs> I just wouldn't buy a like I'm I'm a very visual reader like yeah. I'm the photo I'm the photographic memory reader so that's why I can't buy really books unless I love them like if I'm gonna read a book nowadays it's gonna be an audiobook just because I can't like I will never get I feel like I just love gossip so much I would have needed to purchase it and that's why I would read an article of somebody who just tells me the highlights <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just tell me the highlights. That's all I need to know. I like it. Interesting. If I want more, I'll go buy the audiobook on yeah. Audible. So he would Not either sponsored. be very worshipped today or canceled real quickly, I think is what yeah. we, we've assumed. Yeah. Which kind of seems like about right kind for of, the 1990s. It, and it happened in the book. It just didn't happen. It wouldn't have happened the same way nowadays. Yeah. It just happened yeah. in their version. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. All right. And then we have our loyal listener. It's Christy Time. Love her. Do you consider Dumbledore a good influence on Harry? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think I'm going to shock y'all. And I think I'm going to say yes. Well, that's not shocking because of the way that you started the podcast. (laughs) But it is a little shocking in the general escape. I don't know. Because I feel like if you look at isolated events, right? Usually Harry does something really good because he's like, oh, like what would Dumbledore do? You feel me? Yeah, because so was he the best role model? No, but was he a good influence? Yes. Yeah, like Mm -hmm. I definitely see that he's definitely a good influence on Harry. But I think, but I also think Harry idolizes him too much and just like forgives the fact that you know oh Dumbledore just manipulated my whole life or not even forgives he just can't tell you like, know like, like he he's literally the information was given to him on a platter like look at how this man manipulated you and he was just like but he's like a father to me yeah but he's like the love know, was Dumbledore too deep still, still cool bro he's a loyal dude you gotta give it up to Harry like, yeah. loyal Dumbledore was leading me to my death but he's still cool though <laughs> you know what though I will say that the one part of the cursed child that I admire is when Harry is yelling at Dumbledore's portrait. Yes. Because I'm like, you know what? This is what I needed in the books. This was like the closure that I needed. For sure. And that's why young Harry wouldn't know like that he was being manipulated. You're right. It wouldn't be until later on. I love it. I love these questions. They got us thinking. I feel like it was a good vibe. Yeah. And I think it's great for this episode. Yeah. We're going to talk about it or at least start talking about it today. Yeah. Yeah, But before we talk about it, you know, we got to do our plug. Yeah. We got to plug it in. Plug it in. That was beautiful. Wow. Patreon. Please become a patron. Yes. We're active on there again, everyone. <laughs> we have gotten it together. We've gotten it together. We've actually a little been bit. pretty, pretty good about Patreon. We've got yeah. plans. We've got plans. We do wink, have plans. Wink. We do Winkity have plans. Wink, wink. But you can't find out the plans unless you're a patron. Yeah. Ooh. You so. get when you sign up to be a patron, if you decide to spend enough moolah. Wah, wah. <laughs> moolah. You do get exclusive Patreon merch that no one else will get, not even us, because we don't have it. Yes, because we don't have it. <laughs> That's actually very true. And some perks, some benefits. You would be more official than us. 
Yeah, you, we you, literally don't. So I think it's like the ten dollar tier gets a sticker, and then the twenty dollar tier gets a t shirt. I want the stickers either, so bad. We don't have either one. <laughs> yeah, we. I have a long sleeve, but not the t shirt version. No, we don't have, have like, our official t shirt. No, <laughs> I have a t shirt, but that's because I paid separate to have it made for like that trip that I took to the Wizarding World. Yes, yes. And y'all were jealous. So actually, pay twenty dollars to be more like me. <laughs> pay twenty dollars to be and, jenny and you get so much more with those twenty dollars too you don't just yeah, get a shirt you don't i think with that. the that tier level yeah. I think you, you get, also get you get, get it all yeah, yeah you get a lot you get it all i mean if not you don't have to pay twenty dollars you can pay a two dollars and you get our fun google docs those are real fun yeah the google docs are fun we always leave little hidden gems in there yeah we do that never make it to the episode uh those yeah, are there's fun. a lot more curse words <laughs> A lot more curse words, a lot yeah. more random, like, oh my god, look. <laughs> yeah, so buy it for that, please. Spend <laughs> yeah. It's cute. It's fun. Anyways, become a patron. You can find us at patreon.com slash the three broom chicks. Thanks, guys. All right. Before we start the show, I just wanted to give a super cool shout out to us. Because we're trending wow. in Belize. We're the number three TV and film podcast in Belize. Wow. Hello, Makes Belize. my heart a lot so happy because, well, I just, I like Belize. And then we're also trending in Poland, Austria, India, and Bahrain. And I think that's so cool. That's really it's cool. It's super cool. I feel I like an international Belize. woman. <laughs> i always find it wild when those of you in countries whose main language is not english decide yeah. to listen to our gibberish of an english yes yeah. i'm so happy about it and also i've been to austria and it's super cool and i love it there so i'm feeling the love if you guys just heard that um that was i got excited and i, I think i spazzed <laughs> And my, I just hit my knee on Elizabeth. Oh, you kind of immediately looked like Elizabeth was gonna like kick you. It's <laughs> making I got, sound. I got really excited that we we're top three at Belize. So, oh my god, that is I'm so in, cool. Honestly, I'm in pain. I'm in pain, but that's for you guys. For you guys. <laughs> we're really putting all we have into this podcast. All right, so the first Wizarding War. It's 1970, and Lady V is rising to power. Whoa. As we said last episode, Remus is beginning at Hogwarts after Dumbledore Cutie has been made patootie. headmaster. And I mean, listen, whatever your opinion of Dumbledore is, the man is so pure for getting Remus to get to school, get an education. Yeah. And for that, we will always thank him. For real. But the situation with Remus and the Shrieking Shack is basically... um. I think, like, some of the best that we see of Dumbledore in the series, like, of his goodness, I guess you could say. Um, so he basically goes out of his way to go and see and talk to his family and make sure that, um, like, making Lupin go to school is, like, a safe venture for everybody involved because he is a werewolf. Um, and I, I don't know. I just feel like it totally changed that family's life. I feel oh, like... Real. All, like they all of a sudden they had this werewolf of a son and everything was different and then mm -hmm. here's this man coming in and telling him like you could have a normal childhood essentially with the exception that you have to disappear once a month so <laughs> low-key a part a of me thing. wonders though we know that dumbledore is manipulative mm -hmm. and we know that he does some shady stuff sometimes so 
Mm-hmm. Low-key, a part of me does wonder, do you think that Dumbledore went and like tracked Remus down because he thought having a werewolf indebted to him would be useful down the road? Or do you think it was... Mm-hmm. How did he like find just... out about... How did he find out about Remus again? I don't know, to be honest with you. I have no idea how he found out. I mean, I'm assuming it's from like his network of contacts mm. around the world. But I mean, it I wasn't mean, it, like a super well advertised thing. But we did maybe, talk maybe about it was it. in maybe it was in that you know the the magical book of admissions thingy. I forgot what it's called. Oh yeah, yes. Uh, where it was like you know that their names are written down from birth, but maybe mm-hmm. like his name was written down and then crossed off once he was bitten. Like, oh, he can't come oh, maybe. to school. Maybe. And he was like, oh, that's not that's not right. Let me, like, go and try and fix it. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I also know. Okay, so his father, Lyle, we've covered this. I think it was in the Marauders episode, yes. but I'm not quite sure. Um, so his father, Lyle, was actually super anti-werewolf and was drafting, mm-hmm. like, a bunch of legislation and said something really terrible about werewolves. Mm-hmm. And Fenrir, Greyback was brought into custody, heard what Lyle had to say about it, and then to get back at him, bit Lupin. Mm-hmm. So, and I, and I know that a couple of ministry employees died trying yeah. to keep him in custody. So I'm wondering if because he did have connections at the ministry and he was Supreme Mugwump, like he would have been around. Like I wonder if somebody just confided in him or if he had a contact in that department and that's how he found out because he is, you know, I like mean, this it, powerful it dude. It might have been known. Like, if you had any ties to the ministry, you might have known that this yeah. is what happened. Yeah. But I also know that, like, they would have wanted to keep it hush-hush. Yeah. Because, you know, not like, everyone was around. Like, I mean, his childhood was pretty sad. Like, he couldn't have friends. And so it's I don't also, really know. It's not general knowledge, too, that he yeah. is a werewolf. Like, yeah. not everybody knows. Yeah. Um, I, th- I only asked I, that just because I think that would influence my answer, whether, like, you know, did he go out and search for a werewolf and, you know, mm-hmm. come across Remus? Let's and just say like, that he, like, came across fight? him. Like, he just happened to find out about Remus from a ministry contact. I don't think as manipulative... It's a hard word. Manipulative Dumbledore is sometimes. I don't think that he would have, like been like oh you know a werewolf would be useful later on yeah. like i don't because that's such like a small a small thing to have on his side because if you he think did, so though because mm. because remus was already so outside of the werewolf realm mm-hmm. that i just think overall like it might have been more useful actually to somehow turn fenrir Greyback and the rest of the were- werewolves on his side early on not this one straggler werewolf that didn't fit in with the other werewolves. Like, what? what is one werewolf versus, what, 30? I want to pose a thing because I I kind of... <laughs> I kind of agree. Like, I'm just like, why this werewolf? And I mm-hmm. do see Albus being manipulative. So I don't want to completely take away from that, his mm-hmm. manipulative tendencies. But I think the reason why this case wasn't manipulative, or at least my theory would be, mm-hmm. and why he reached out to Remus was that maybe what if he saw his sister in Remus and kind of found like just like part of his conscience found like this is a way for me to kind of save somebody from having you know a terrible fate because of something that wasn't in their control Mm -hmm. you know because I think it's more that actually I think it's that that's a really good explanation Remus got caught in the 
crossfire. Like it was not any of his business, you know, mm-hmm. to, you know, be bitten by a werewolf. That was so Frenor Greyback and that was his dad. And I and I think he sees the same situation within his sister. Like, yeah. like yeah. having that fight between Grindelwald and his brother Aberforth Aww. and then Ariana get in the middle of it. Like, I think he just saw his sister in yeah. Remus and that might have just yeah. made him want to help. I mm. like that explanation a lot. I do. Thank you. But I also feel like if we go the other way, I think like when Elizabeth is asking like why Remus and it just kind of popped into my head and I like your explanation a lot better, but I just wanted to throw it out there. Mm-hmm. What if, if I'm, if I'm thinking about it, right. I'm saying, okay, Fenrir Greyback is a lost cause. Like this dude is like, yeah. Baby yeah. Evil. like he just likes to bite people and eat raw steak. So I'm just like, okay, I'm not even going to worry about you. Right. Mm-hmm. But what about the minority of werewolves? Like, I mean, there has to be werewolves out there with hope, right. That they can leave like they can lead some semblance of this normal life, right? And if you look at Remus, it's like he hires him in the third book so that he's a professor and he's kind of leading a normal life and he has these normal friends when he goes to school and everything is pretty much tracking as like a normal teenage kid except he has to go and lock himself up in the shrieking shack once a month and when he's older, he takes the wolf bane's the wolf's bane potion that Snape's make that oh my god I can't with the s's today <laughs> he has to take the potion that Snape makes for him so I feel like that would kind of give other werewolves hope if that's the kind of life that they wanted to lead and if I'm Dumbledore that's the kind of peeps I want on my side so I feel like it could have gone either way but I really like your explanation yeah Thanks. I really like Marianne's explanation that's really sweet thanks yeah. and again that is doesn't erase everything else that he's done but i think in this particular instance it wasn't um he wasn't doing anything to get something out of it at the end i think it was yeah. just genuine like well he wanted he wanted to else. get a clear conscience i mean i mean yeah, <laughs> well, yeah but, but he wasn't ever gonna get a complete clear conscience yeah. like the only way to clear his conscience is if you can bring back ariana in some land obviously that's not gonna happen even in the magical world so yeah. I think it was just more so like, I don't know. Yeah. Just like I still good like deeds. It. That was a good question though, Jenny. It was a great Thank question. Thank you. It just came to me. But anyways, moving on. So um, at the same time that all this is happening, Dumbledore is pretty much founding the Order of the Phoenix. Their one goal is to fight Lady V and his Death Eaters. Um, and they have... They've begun, Lady V and the Death Eaters, to attack muggles in public areas, as well as muggle-borns and blood traders. So, interestingly enough, the Ministry of Magic considered the Order of the Phoenix to be a renegade group, even though prominent ministry employees are active members. So, I found that kind of weird that they're like, these are renegades, like they're going, you know, outside of the law. But they didn't do anything to stop them or thwart them, at least in the first, you know the first era of the order of the Phoenix. And they knew that they had employees working for the order, but whatever. So I think it's ironic that even in the best of what he is, Dumbledore is opposed by the ministry, which would no doubt happen again later during Lady V's second rise to power. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was interesting. Like it just seems I, like every minister is just like F Dumbledore. <laughs> exactly. Like even he when he's rep. doing something great, it just feels like the ministry is always opposing him. But I, I feel like that's also interesting because then it's like Cornelius Fudge, you know, before he had his little tantrum was always asking Dumbledore for advice. Yeah. I think it really is. Um, maybe it's like a, like a longevity of like fear from mm-hmm. Grindelwald's era era. You know, that yeah. that fear has trauma. been, yeah, has been instilled within the ministers, like, 
you know, maybe Dumbledore isn't good. Maybe yeah. Dumbledore is yeah. too oh, that's powerful. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it's it's like a it's like a trend. Anything bad happens, and they're like, "What's Dumbledore doing? What is he gonna do? <laughs> what side Your is he face is Pretty priceless right now. What is he gonna do? Right but now? also, if you think mm-hmm. about it in historical terms, like 1945 to 1970, that's not a lot of time to have passed between a global wizarding wizarding war and then the first wizarding war. I, that's just that's almost nothing if you look at it in historical terms. So I feel mm-hmm. like that's probably still prominent in a lot of people's memories. Like a lot of people that were around for the first one are going to be around for the second one. So that makes a lot of sense that they would have a bias against him. Like, Generational mm, trauma. Oh my god, you're whipping out words here. Yeah. Um. <laughs> All right. So you know, with the order being a secretive society or whatever, mm-hmm. um, Dumbledore and the order basically needed to find ways to communicate safely. So it is actually said that Dumbledore was the one who created the magic that allowed people to speak through their patronuses. I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah, they do it in the movies. They and do in the books. Yes. Remember when Kingsley Shacklebolt sends his, I think it's him, sends his Patronus to the wedding to be like, the ministry has fallen. The ministry has fallen. Oh, you're thinking that they're like having conversations. Yeah, I thought it was like, like almost like an animagus. No, No. they're like talking. No, no, no. Dialogue. No, you can send like a quick warning or like a quick notice of something. It's like a voicemail, but like in in the form of an animal. Oh my god, it's a wizard voicemail. The wizard voicemail. Yes. That's pretty cool. I think that's a really cool fact. It I mean, cool. listen, I don't know that it's true. I just found it on the interwebs, but. Well, it's a. I mean, I like to think it's a fact. Someone had I'd to like invent to, yeah. it. I mean, yeah, that's true. Why not Dumbledore? All right. So uh, we skip ahead from like 1970 to 1978. And now we have the Marauders, wow. Lily, wow. and Snape mm-hmm. graduating Hogwarts. Wow. Um, you know, uh, I did not know this, and I don't think most of us knew this until, like, right now. I didn't either. But apparently Snape tried to recruit all of them. I did know this. And you still... Oh, that makes me so much angrier because you still side with him sometimes. Oh, my God. We're not, we're not going to talk about this. We're, we're not. not. Oh, my God. Big, mm. big pin. Wow. Big pin. Big Just pin. Oh, hey. Fair warning to Sorry that listeners. I tried to recruit you into my racist group of friends that's become a cult that's killing people okay <laughs> i'm so mad okay so i'm gonna burn i'm gonna burn up my blood stay is boiling tuned listeners stay tuned to season three of the broom chick season three we will finally give you no. snape and the the you're promising uh, a lot right now yeah you're promising a lot right now we cannot <laughs> i cannot promise you that we're gonna get that in season three let's we're I gonna mean, try it's the goal it's that's the goal. the goal but we it's are not promising anything well, it's you know, about two years to get to dumbledore <laughs> a year and a half a year and a half sure. we haven't been around for two years sure but- but, you know, either way, whenever you see the Snape title pop up on your podcast notifications, Ooh, just please don't yo, wear earphones. Yeah, don't wear earphones. Please lower your volume because I can guarantee a thousand percent that there will be yelling from me and Jenny. Oh, one thousand percent. A lot of yelling. It's the there only be- way that I know how to express my feelings about an absolute piece of garbage who should be in a dumpster fire. <laughs> and okay. you know what there will be of me? 
What? Nervous singing. Because <laughs> <laughs> I do a lot of that. You know what? And this is probably the highest compliment that I've ever paid you because I know that you love it, but I hold it so close to my heart. Marianne is like the very like epitome of Jessica Day from New Girl. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. The best compliment for me. Yes. When yeah. people, people actually tell me that they don't see it, like they don't see the resemblance. And I'm like, <laughs> you've never seen New Girl then. Okay. Or you don't know who You're I am. stylish. You're kind of nerdy. You could rock a bang. You have glasses. You're a teacher. You like to randomly <laughs> sing. You eat baked goods. I loved baked goods. You would 100% break up with somebody and then immediately move into a loft in the middle of nowhere with three dudes like that is something that marianne would do one thousand percent i'm just percent all my guy friends say it all the time that i am jessica day you are you are jessica day like it is you're welcome that's the biggest compliment i could have ever paid you (laughs) back to harry potter thank you you're gonna get the most jessica day out of me in that snape episode oh Oh, that's great yikes all right, so just fun little tidbit. Uh, this apparently is when James and Lily first defy Lady V. So already, mm-hmm. Lady V is keeping count. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> he's like, "What? I wish I had a bell." So we're gonna try like, like three strikes throughout. <laughs> They're oh my God. <laughs> Okay, and then defy. we hit 1980, which is one heck of a year. Wow, it's a doozy. Man. It's a doozy of a year. Uh, so this is the year where my uh, main bish. Yes. Thank you for like semi, semi like uh, uh, refraining yourself. That's not a bad word. Bleeping yourself. It is not. It is not. Especially is, for all of our UK listeners. It, it is, is not. derived. It is yes. derived from the bad word. But anyways, um, so Sybil Trillane interviews. <laughs> What? I don't even know what came out of my mouth. Yeah. I can't. Anyways, (laughs) Sybil interviews with Dumbledore in the Hogshead. Dumbledore. (laughs) I just, this is a very juicy moment. (laughs) This is the moment that like really created the series. Like it's a juicy moment. Elizabeth is just excited about this because the prophecy is going to happen. Yeah. We're not reading the no. prophecy tonight. No, I'm not, not we read it too again. many times. We really have. <laughs> um, so, of course, Dumbledore only gave her the time of day just because she was the granddaughter of this great seer mm-hmm. who was actually a seer. Cassandra. Mm-hmm. And I mean, for the most part, we all know Sybil is crazy. Like, <laughs> she's not, she's yeah, not I really. I need you to back up and stay in your lane there. Thank you. <laughs> She's not really a true. Well, I'm well, not going to say is, not a true okay, seer. Okay, listen. I'm wearing my Sybil headband tonight. Like, you don't want to mess with me. She's a seer, but never on purpose. Like, yes, she can't turn it on. It doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter. The the third eye speaks to you when it wants to, how it wants to. Yes. But she doesn't even know when it does but, like, the best. Does it matter, Marianne? Does it ma- was she right? I yes said, or no? I just said it's the best. Damn, I told girl. you to stay in your lane tonight, and nobody stayed in their lane tonight. <laughs> Okay. We're not messing with Sybil in this house. No one's messing with Sybil in this house. Anyways, she's reciting the prophecy at the Hogshead. Yes. Set the scene. Hold on. So she assumes <laughs> she assumes that she can be a seer that turns it on and off. But, uh, you know, that's not the case. Nope. Uh, and in the middle of whatever show she's putting on for Dumbledore, she actually gets a true sight and 
reveals the prophecy the prophecy oh my god i'm not going to read it i'm not going to recite it but just know that my heart is in the pages right now just like living um <laughs> but obviously snape you know cuz he's Ugh. slimy little man <laughs> overhears it cuz you know he shouldn't be listening to this conversation in the first place but whatever he hears it and guess what he does? Liz is just staring at me with a face. <laughs> yeah, because he's trash and you support him. The, no one said anything. We're not. Okay, I'm going to guess he runs away. <laughs> yes, he leaves. And that's where I'm going to leave Snape before I get mad. And I'm not just. Well, he gets picked that. out, actually. He gets ejected. Yeah, ejected. ejected. <laughs> even Aberforth was Imposter. like, F this guy. <laughs> Um, but anyways, so after this, Dumbledore realizes that she's like legit. And also she just said something that could possibly change the yeah. course of the war. And so he realized like the, the gravity of what had just occurred. So he's like, okay, no, I'm going to hire you. Yeah. You're, you're going to teach quote unquote, <laughs> but it's really just to keep you safe because if someone were to come back and try to get the prophecy out of you, it won't it won't end well because yeah, again, she can't just turn it on, like poor thing. Um, but you know, low key, low key. I don't think the he lowest did it. Key. <laughs> I, I personally don't think he did it really to protect her. It was more like, oh, let me have her close, mm-hmm. so. I can do my plans. Like, what if she says something else? Like, what if she mm. says something else that I need? It's just like, Albus could be so sus. Or he could be good. Like, depending on what you believe. Yeah. How, what he, what he's feeling that day. He wakes yeah. up in the morning. He's like. <laughs> I feel like. I feel like. In he that- wakes up in the morning and he's like, am I an imposter or am I a crewmate today? Like, what is it? <laughs> I feel like that day he was both. I think he was like, oh, crap. Voldemort's going to come after her and possibly kill this woman or, you know, take her and torture her. Yeah. But also, you know, having her close won't be so bad. (laughs) Yeah. I don't don't think that she really would have needed protection. Like, well, I mean, I don't know. If they found out. Yeah, I guess she would have needed protection. Like later on, once Voldy finds out that it's like in the Hall of Prophecies or whatever, he would have been but, like, but either, track but the it, down. Yeah, but either way, they probably would have tried to track her down. Yeah. Because Snape didn't hear all of it. He only heard a part of it. What a dum-dum. So they would have been like, okay, let us track us down. Let us track her down to hear the rest of it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Wow, you're making a lot of valid points tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Congratulations. <laughs> oh but now let's talk about babies oh the babies sorry i'm pregnant let me just gush over babies but anyways little baby harry and neville are born in 1980 yay yeah. babies you know our two possible chosen ones wizards but you know <laughs> we're wizards. anyways we're wizards we haven't said uh, that in a while i know oh, wow but that's literally what Neville and Harry said as they came out of the womb. They came out. And they were like, we're wizards. <laughs> we all said it at different times, though. I'm so sorry for that audio. <laughs> Whatever. I'm not sorry. It was an echo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, during this time as well, the rat, <laughs> Peter Pettigrew, 
is secretly inducted as a Death Eater, and he Ugh. starts feeding Lady V info on the Order. So you know, literal trash is happening all around Dumbledore at this time. <laughs> Just you know, <laughs> heaps and heaps of it. All right. Mm-hmm. So are we? Of we, of we, why do we so have a fancy. podcast? <laughs> why? How do know. people listen to us? How they do people on Belize listen to us? Obviously, obviously, I was having a little French moment. Go, oh, we, oh, we. Okay. No, I'm gonna no. stop. Please stop. start Anyways, talking. Obviously, we know that he ends up being selected as the Potter's secret keeper, Peter yeah. Pettigrew the Rat. Um, there's a lot of talk now about Dumbledore sort of leaving the situation alone when he really shouldn't have. So let's go through the facts, ladies and gents. Love so we got one Pettigrew feeds the Death Eater info, and they start to take out order members one by one. Two. Dumbledore personally asks the Potters to go into hiding. Three, Snape tells Dumbledore about Lady V's plan to kill Harry and switches over to the good side. Four, Dumbledore asks the Potters to use the Fidelius charm. Five, Peter sells out his friends and Lady V comes calling and kills James and Lily. And then six, Lady V tries to cast the killing curse on Harry, but it backfires and he ends up disappearing. (gasps) <gasps> all right plot twist I'm jenny so talking what <laughs> give us what you think of those facts what i think of them i mean what? they're they're factual information <laughs> <laughs> i don't know after all that we know or have discussed about dumbledore i think that we can say with some confidence that he is like a collector of information yes well, he so, is for sure he is gretchen wieners like, yes. if this was the Mean Girls montage, he would have a hair full of secrets. Okay? So, it's, it almost <laughs> seems does. like he is this all-knowing That's bee. That's why he does. He does have hair secrets. That's why his hair grows longer. His, his beard hair. and his hair. I'm just making good references. That's all. I'm just pointing stuff out. Wow. Hashtag One year, his parents Al- got him silver hoop earrings, and he couldn't wear them. Because Albus. Grindelwald said that those were his thing. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it almost is Gretchen Wieners. To me, and I don't know if you guys feel the same, but to me, it feels like he is like this all like knowing, like all powerful being almost. Not yeah. like, you know, not like a god or anything, but he just knows so much tea all the time. And he has so many little spies and networks and connections and power and whatever, right? Yeah. So, like, do you think that he would like investigate this this tragedy that occurred? Like, do you think that Dumbledore as a sane, logical person, would be like, ah, oh, yes, Sirius Black, this loyal friend, lived mm. at James's house, moved out of, <laughs> out of his family's house into the Potters, spent, like, Christmas holidays there, okay, would give up his friend to the Dark Lord. Because I would say no. So he just lets it go. Like, it doesn't make any sense. I, if he's well, a good judge of character, right? Because that's what everybody's always saying. Like, why do we trust Snape? We trust Dumbledore. If you really think this highly of him, then why did he just let it go? Like, why didn't he investigate? Like, why did he just take everyone's word for it to be like, oh, serious did it? I mean, okay, let's be real. Yes, Dumbledore has the manipulative tendencies. So I'm not going to give that away for sure. Like, I think in a way, Dumbledore was like, this must happen. But I think even if he wanted to, like, 
look into it and then like get serious out of Azkaban and like I don't know like clear his name I don't think Sirius would have done it because of the. Guilt. It doesn't matter about the clearing of the name, though. Like, don't you think that after Sirius had his like cooling down period, like, yes, he felt guilty, and that's why he was serving his time, and that's why he never said anything. But don't you think, as like being a, like an order member, like if he would have gone to visit Sirius in Azkaban, don't you think that Sirius would have said something to help? I don't know, find justice or something like that. I don't know. Can I just, just find it weird. Can you just go visit people in Azkaban? I don't know. I mean, I know I that they did it can. with Barty Crouch Jr., but I also know that obviously his father was like, you know, yeah, a higher no. up or whatever. You don't. You honestly think that if Dumbledore wanted to be in Azkaban, that they would keep him out of Azkaban? I feel like Dumbledore can get whatever he wants. I mean, yeah, but I don't think he would have. Like, if Sirius, if he knew Sirius was like, I'm gonna go for guilt. He wouldn't have tried. Like, he's too. <laughs> like, this is Dumbledore. He's like, well, you know, you had your chance twelve years ago. When you're out of Azkaban, when you were out of Azkaban, you don't want my help? Like, don't call me in 12 years when you want to get out. Like, he he was like, I got other to do. I think, I think what it really was, was that in the moment, it just cleaned up so well. Yeah. Because, Which would make me even more suspicious. Because literally, literally, I know, but if you think about it, the only people who could have redeemed serious we're dead yeah i mean no yes but else. also like hagrid spoke to him like don't you think that hagrid would have said something to dumbledore and like oh like i saw serious he said he wasn't gonna need his motorcycle anymore like i don't know it just all did, so suspicious he, he did tell him that and i'm sure dumbledore took that as like guilt like oh he knows mm -hmm. i'm gonna get like taken away soon so here's my freaking motorbike and yeah. i kind of feel bad for the baby sounds shady to me feels how could you feel bad for the baby if you're the one that's giving up his parents like Voldemort was going there to try and kill him like he wouldn't feel bad for Harry he was gonna get him killed right like if Sirius was really the mole like that's what he would have been doing the whole time anyway mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you lost me there for a second I still <laughs> I'm sorry Marianne but, left and is now slowly Elizabeth back. Elizabeth is saying that Sirius was maybe like offering Hagrid his motorcycle because one, he knew that he was going to go to jail, but two, yeah. because maybe he felt bad for Harry. He didn't want him to be like alone in the house or whatever. But I'm saying that that doesn't make any sense because if Sirius was in fact the mole the whole time, he would have been getting Harry killed, except that whole plan backfired. But he didn't know that obviously at the time, had he been the mole. It's very complicated because it's a lot of I hypothetical think, situations. But I think it, yeah. I mean, you guys are not sure. going to change my mind. I think that Dumbledore was really shady here. And I think that it was a mistake that he didn't investigate more. I think, you know, I, I would say it's a little bit of both, in my opinion. It could also honestly be his flaw that we've kind of been talking about the past three episodes mm -hmm. of where. He like didn't have enough information, so he didn't want to act on exactly. it. Exactly. Like, it, he the man has a list of priorities like and so he saw he didn't have enough information it wasn't worth pursuing so it, make sense it cleaned up really it cleaned do you up know how you clean. get information do you know how by investigating but he's it takes too much effort for him like it mm. if, it wasn't gonna be it, was, a, it wasn't high enough priority at the moment yeah, i think he was more that worried. is so dumb to me how I is know. that not, not you guys to hypothetical Dumbledore. Yes, like, how yes. is that not high enough priority? Like, you literally just hired this woman to have her in hiding because she told you this prophecy. Then, boom, somebody put the prophecy into action. You know that something happened to Lady V. Like, why wouldn't you want to know literally every single piece of information possible? 
I think maybe also his mind might have already jumped to I need to now hurry up and get more info about Horcruxes. Yeah. Now they're actually in play. Again, priority. Do you he think that like, he already knew about the Horcruxes? I, yes. Or I, suspected? I think he suspected. And I think mm-hmm. this is this was like the motivating factor to be like, oh, my God. Now they're like, I have to actually me. use them. This annoys me even more because literally he starts like to suspect or whatever and to start to gather information about Horcruxes in 1981 and does not act on it until like what? 1990s. Yeah, that's a large gathering information period. But you know, he I don't also, think it's the easiest I mean, thing to also, find either. He had a full time job, you guys. Yeah. Oh my god. Think of, think of don't what, even to how me. How much? How much spare time do we have in our full time jobs to pursue something this in depth? I don't True. know. However many hours in a week minus forty. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't. I, really I like don't to think. <laughs> I don't think being a headmaster is really a forty-hour-a-week job. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. That's not my problem. If you wanted less work time, you shouldn't have signed up to be headmaster. Do you remember the time that we started this episode and Jenny was all for Dumbledore? <laughs> I'm just saying that I didn't think. Yeah, she's very I quickly. don't think that he investigated enough. I don't think that he's done super, super shady stuff yet. I think we're getting there. I think I'm going to be more mad next episode. But <laughs> and I'm again, saying, remember how we started and you're already heated. I mean, because it just doesn't make sense to me. I think it's just because it's serious Black and you're like, what no, the hell? I think it's because I'm a person who likes information. And yeah, I just don't think that it was logical. Know. Like it just wasn't logical to me, and that's what makes me upset is the the logical a, aspect of this. He is a Gryffindor. Yes. Sorry. He's an idiot. Alrighty. Whoa. So still talking about this night, but now we gotta move on to like the things yeah, that please. happened afterwards. Yeah. So uh Dumbledore orders Hagrid to pick up Harry because he realizes that you know Harry didn't die, he's the only one there. Which again, I'm still, this is still weird how this information just came about. I'm guessing like Godric's Hollow started gossiping when they saw the house and heard the child. I mean, I guess. I don't know. I'm I'm guessing. I'm assuming. Um, But anyways, so, you know, pick up Harry, leave him on private drive. You leave him on private drive because, you know, his mom enacted that beautiful old magic love spell that now protects Harry from Voldemort. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) By the way, mm-hmm. he leaves this all in a note on the front doorstep <laughs> to the house, which is wild, but okay. Can <laughs> okay. you imagine? Like, Can you imagine? Like, <laughs> hey, your sister died, but she enacted some ancient uh, blood magic, and I'm going to need you to take this kid so that he's safe from this super horrible dude that's so, going to come back in a couple of years. So don't worry about anything. Okay, bye. Love, Dumbledore. <laughs> Love Dumbledore. P.S. You're gonna have to buy some formula and pampers. <laughs> oh my god, I can't. And he also asks Arabella Fig to watch over Harry through the years, but tells her to stay silent about the matter so Harry doesn't find out until Order of the Phoenix. This is uh... that, that makes me mad. Yeah. So I'm gonna say, let's say that I started the episode on a scale of one to ten, like being mad at Dumbledore was a one. Arabella Fig brings it up to a two. So I'm still not Superman, but I'm no, mad. Like, it, it, kind of, it kind of makes me mad because, you know, they were under the assumption, right, for mm-hmm. the whole first 11 years of Harry's life that he wasn't being 
abused that he knew about his past and his family like him going to hogwarts and them finding out that like that was a thing yeah was like new information to them so why keep arabella a secret oh, you're super right oh we're gonna raise it up to a five now like, i'm mad like, it doesn't make sense if you just had the assumption that his that you know even though his aunt and uncle were trash they would have told him something about mm -hmm. who he was why keep arabella fig a secret now harry has lost what 15 years of possibly having his only like information into his life that was his literal neighbor like that just makes me mad that just makes yeah. me mad it doesn't make sense why why did she have to keep well it a she does say she does say that she was under strict orders like not to say anything or whatever she's like oh i'm so sorry that i had to give you a hard time because like if you were having fun they wouldn't have let you come to my house and she was like i needed to like keep tabs on you or whatever but let's think about this for a second this kid is obviously not having a fun time with his family if you told him like hey like you're a wizard harry and i'm a squib whatever like i know about magic blah blah blah, blah. like don't you think that harry would have just i don't know Faked pretended it? to have a horrible time at her house so that he could ensure going over there it doesn't make sense to me it doesn't make sense to me why tell her to keep it a secret but do you think that dumbledore thought that if he knew well no because that doesn't make sense because they thought that his parents his well his aunt and uncle were explaining everything because i was gonna say like maybe they just thought him having like any knowledge of the magical world was dangerous but they thought that he was getting that anyways so i would i would say that i would have said what you just said the the dangerous yeah. thing but also this just kind of reminds me of for this is going to be hashtag multi fandom for a second mm. of a series of unfortunate events if you guys read the series or yeah. saw the tv show i love that series this reminds me of the neighbor god i can't remember her name but like when obviously like the kids yes the kids like go over to the judge's house and she's like super sweet and she like basically wants to adopt them and then like she's taken away from them that just kind of reminds because of count olaf like that just kind of this mm -hmm. situation kind of reminds me of that like they they basically do in the first one it's in the i mean first it's totally okay mm -hmm. we don't have to it's in expose the it here but yeah it's in the first one but it was a very similar situation that we just explained where it's mm -hmm. like you can just fake not having a good time when you go over there and yeah. that'll give you the opportunity but like they did that and they were still taking that opportunity away mm. um so I don't think it would have necessarily ensured it. And then on top of that, if you would have exposed, like if you would have, if she would, if Arabella Fig would have gone against the strict orders, yeah. it could have like really exposed something to Harry or exposed yeah. something to the, to the Dursleys or the situation. That's um, true. Prematurely and something could have happened earlier what? they knew the whole situation yeah but if harry knew about the situation yeah then it would have been worse for him like imagine it but again the they all dumbledore mcgonagall everyone yeah, yeah, at hogwarts yeah, yeah. was under the assumption that, that harry knew they were they did not know that harry didn't know until hagrid got him give me the pregnancy rage i want to hear it all <laughs> so know. it doesn't make sense to me they were all in shock like Dumbledore right. assumed that it would be a hard time getting Harry mm -hmm. yeah. just because he knew that his aunt and uncle were a-holes. He knew that. So he probably just assumed that they were like, F this. You're not going to have any of this life that, you know, your parents yeah. had. We're going to keep you from that. 
but there was still the not that assumption of that knowledge of whatever that life was so then maybe it was just like they assumed that he knew and they assumed that like he didn't care and he went to search for it but then like if arabella fig knew that he didn't know then maybe it was not her place to say anything. <laughs> this is getting no, this way is getting too complicated. I don't know. It, it, it's illogical and it makes Elizabeth upset. I'm, yes. I'm just saying like- Dumbledore sus. If yeah. I was seven years old and like I would have found out something about my parents or mm-hmm. something magical about me, I would go and search out, search for yeah. it. And I've done that. Like, but also like I wouldn't trust children. Like let's just be that's real. That's what I'm saying. Like, like you just when I was a teacher, children. like I, I wouldn't have told any of them a secret because I, it would have come out. But again, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. It yeah. doesn't. It doesn't, it doesn't make, make sense, sense under the assumption I'm that he already this knew. One. I'm gonna blame this one on she who must not be named. Yes. Plot <laughs> hole. Plot hole. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I like it. Go ahead, Marianne. I'm sorry. I just got really mad about that. That was you really rage. did. That was you really did. Pregnancy rage. I can't I wait like, till later. <laughs> Anyways, so also in 1981, Dumbledore employs Snape as potions master at Hogwarts. Um, He later defends Snape to the Ministry of Magic, claiming that he is a changed man. Um, But also like, LOL, why did the ministry just decide to ignore everything he had done before coming to the good side? Thank you. Thank you, Marianne. Thank you. Thank you for pointing that out. But that's only because technically he came to the good side earlier. So why I mean, I'm just saying like, um, I'm... I'm just saying it's, it's this is not it's now. So, maybe exactly. this is not the time to get into it. Yes, it's no, not the time. Actually, this is a good time to bring up how the ministry flip flops in their opinion of Dumbledore. Either yes. we don't trust him or we trust him enough it's to, to, to it, trust his opinion on the Death Eater. Like, what yeah. is that? It's all convenience. Yeah. Whenever it's convenient to, you know, side with Dumbledore or when whenever it's, you know, Whenever they want Dumbledore on their side, they're like, okay, we have to appease Dumbledore so he can support our views and support our whatever. So let's Corruption like, make him happy. in a nutshell. Yep. <laughs> With the Ministry of Magic, we see it. Uh, also, yeah, just like a lot. It's just a lot of influence. But anyways, <laughs> in 1984, at the start of the term feast, uh, Dumbledore watches Tonks and Charlie being sorted. Aww. Nice little... Fun chat. Charlie, Charlie, Charlie bit my finger. Early but yeah, YouTube, Charlie, so for great. No reason. All right. So now we're hopping into, you know, we don't have really much information between 1984 and then the Philosopher's Stone. Wow. Woo. We're here. We're jumping. We're finally ah. into like, you know, oh my God, the Dumbledore wait. that we know. Let's like soak it in. I'm going to be sad now because we've left. Well, I guess we left Jude Law Dumbledore behind and then we get that weird like kind of young Dumbledore that happens in the flashbacks in the movies and now we're at Richard huh? Harris. I'm no. saying like the people that play Dumbledore. Toby Regbo was the first one. But no, he's my not God. in between. You're really no. not understanding what I'm no. saying. So, I'm saying no, when I'm you not. have a flashback, when he goes to visit Tom Riddle in the orphanage. Oh, okay? that's, but that's still him. But it's still younger him. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was like, that's the same actor. Yeah, I know. I like the movies. I'm very aware. But in the <laughs> timeline, if you if you go in the timeline chronologically, he's Jude Law. Then he's weird Michael Gambon with a haircut. Yes. Now we're at Richard Harris. Yes, you're yes. right. Yes. 
Thank you. You have, to, you have to use actor names with me. I'm, I'm like, sorry. I, I mean, Dumbledore. I did. I said Jude Law. I said Richard Harris. And then I, I did say weird young Dumbledore. You said weird young. And I was like, Toby Regbo? You have I a assume. thing for him. Like, you get very was, sensitive about him. Because he was on Rain, the TV show on the CW. Oh, my God. Mary, <laughs> Queen of Scots. She is what? my queen. Adelaide okay. Name, Listen, oh I came here to talk about Harry Potter. So we're going to talk about the freaking Philosopher's Stone right now. Ooh. Elizabeth, take it away. Yeah, and the multi fandom has been out tonight. Yeah, <laughs> it has. All right. Woohoo. We are at the Philosopher's Stone, as everyone knows, is my favorite book slash movie. And Harry is finally going to school, which once again, he did not know he was a wizard <gasps> until this moment. Oh my God. What? Let go, woman. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this is going to be the pedestal that I, you know, die upon. Anyways. Soapbox. Soapbox. Thing. Not you. the pedestal. <laughs> I was wondering what that phrase was. Yeah, no, it's the soapbox. <laughs> Thank you. It's fine. I didn't know it either. I was confused. All right. So uh, for we don't really know how Dumbledore came to this conclusion because we're, we don't have that information again between 1984 and 1991, 1999, whatever. Yeah, yeah. There's years. <laughs> <laughs> years. Um, but Dumbledore and Nicholas Fumel, uh begin to suspect that at some point Lady V is going to attempt to steal the Philosopher's Stone. Um, yeah. Again, I guess we want that information from She Who Must Not Be Named because we're just gossipers and we really want to know. I don't but need also, shit from her. Exactly. I'll just create all the lore from now on. Yeah. <laughs> hand, it over, hand me over all the world building. I will take care of it all for you. That would be amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, like, technically, you know, the Cuban in us really want to know, but really, she who must not be named can rot in hell. Give me the rights. Um, <laughs> but really, how did they come to this conclusion? I think, I don't know. Why, why, why was this a conclusion? If he was so, like, in the I 80s, think it's, I think like, it's like talking about the Horcruxes and starting to think about the Horcruxes, why jump from a Horcrux to the Philosopher's Stone? Maybe because he just oh, thought. I have a theory. Oh, go you. ahead. So, okay, we know that Dumbledore is an accomplished legilimens. I think I said that right. Legilimens, yeah. Yeah, okay. What if he just, like, I don't know, heard something about it in Coral's mind? Because, I mean, he would have been acting suspicious. You know, he would have been like, please, Dumbledore, or whatever. So maybe Dumbledore was like, hmm, you're acting mad sus all of a sudden. So maybe he was using his, like, you know, his mind tricks on him. Hmm. Maybe. Do you think that that's a possibility? I don't know. I think it might have just been like a maybe they like the whispers of Dumbledore of the not whispers. Dumbledore the whispers of Voldemort's thing being somewhere thing? close his like thing? his thing like his his soul essence there we go baby body thing. <laughs> Dumbledore's thing or Voldemort's thing nearby. (laughs) Okay. Anyways, maybe there was just a rumor that like he was close enough to where Flamel and the Philosopher's Stone was kept that like they were like, oh, if he gets close enough, this is too easy of a jump for him to make. So because Flamel had to have it. I don't think Flamel had you know, the protections of Hogwarts, which really weren't protections if an 11-year-old could figure them out anyways. But <laughs> true. True, true, true. Hmm. I mean, I would kind of agree. It's it's not too far of a hot skip, hot, 
hop, skip, and a jump away from like a Horcrux yeah. to um, the Philosopher's Stone. And even if Dumbledore had an inkling of the Horcruxes, he might have not known what they were called. So I think he was searching for something that helped Voldemort live longer after yeah, death. But- he would have known about this for a while. Like, he spent a year in Paris with Flamel. Like, he would have known about the stone. He was already using it at the time. Well, no, he knew about... Dumbledore knows no, about no, the, the stone. I'm talking oh. about Dumbledore not knowing about the Horcruxes. So, Dumbledore mm-hmm. was in search of something for Voldemort to, like, live the rest of his life after death. Yeah. Maybe, but he just didn't know what it was called or what technique yeah, maybe Voldemort used. It took all this, like, time and research. And because Horcruxes were considered, like, such dark magic, like that really no one had really done before. Yeah. Maybe that was why, you know, he didn't assume. Well, I know he didn't assume that there were multiple out there. I think he thought that there was just one. Mm-hmm. So he was looking for just the one. And I was like, oh, okay. The just the one, it seems to be pretty hard for him to get. Maybe he'll just have the, you know, the elixir of life in the meantime. Also, when does he i don't know if we get to this at some point but when does he start collecting memories about voldemort was it during the first wizard there's no info yeah we talked about our last episode where he collects the um the memory from ogden or whatever yeah somewhere between the 60s and the 80s he's starting to collect some memories but those memories but we don't know that though we don't know that so that's what he honestly could have collected some of the memories after that yeah, yeah, so he could have he could have collected some of these memories during this eleven year period where he's trying to research. Actually, no, he couldn't have. No, he couldn't have because Hokey Why? was dead, right? Mm-hmm. Hokey was dead. Well, there and were then, not all um, of them, but he could have done some of them. Yeah, but I'm I'm going through them. Hokey was yeah. dead, so he couldn't have done it from there. Obviously, yeah. Hepzibah was dead. Yeah, and then what's the um the parent the the Gaunts? They were also dead. Yeah, so really, he couldn't have done it during Harry's time. It would he would have already had those memories. Yeah, he had to have already done it in like the seventies or the eighties. Okay. Yeah. Because everybody mm. was from those scenarios were were well, fudge. Dead. We're we're gone. Fudge. What about Fudge? Fudge was the only one that wasn't gone. What memory did but he have? Fudge didn't have any memories about the horror. Oh, I'm sorry, not Fudge. God, what's his name? Potion Master. He's also big and fat and white. <laughs> oh like, slughorn. Sorry. <laughs> Slughorn. He's that's, also big. yes. He's also a only... white straight male yeah, who's but, fat. Yeah, that, like... that's, that's the thing. Slughorn. But that's not even. You see, now it's starting to make even less sense. We're really, we really should stop because this is so much speculation. But that doesn't even make sense because he had already collected the what's it called the memories about the other Horcruxes from the house cell from Bob Ogden from the Gaunts or whatever, right? What's his name? It's really bothering me. Marope's brother. Uh, it's, isn't it Marvolo? Yeah, I guess so. Whatever. So he had already collected all these memories. The memory that he collects from Slughorn way later is just him talking about Horcruxes. But that's the thing. The other memories, he's like, okay, he's visiting his past. He's getting these things from the houses. What yeah, is but it's happening? Like, I mean, I guess. But I, come on. Come no, on. I don't think so. It seems Bro, like you're really going to tell me that he's going to this house elf? You're really going to tell me that he's trying to roll up on Hokey and be like, give me your freaking memories because he doesn't suspect something already? Come on. No, no, no. I'm not saying he no. doesn't suspect something. I think he does suspect that something. You have to is- be in the ballpark, bro. I, I'm and that's what I'm saying. I think he's in the ballpark. But I he doesn't think, know the name. I no, hold on. I think he knew that one of these things that he was researching would become a horcrux. 
but I don't no. think he fully put it together that all of them were Horcruxes. Negative. Until he had Slughorn's memory. And then when he got Slughorn's memory and he thought and he saw that Slughorn mm, messed with it, he was like, oh, okay, my theory's a little stronger right now. No, negative. Because Harry is going to come up to him in Chamber of Secrets. We're going to get there. He's going to hand him a freaking thing. Dumbledore's going to know what it is already. He's going to be like, oh, yes. Like, he goes back in the later books and he's like, well, when you brought me that diary and you told me about that memory, I was like, memories don't act that way. So he already knew. Like, he, that, I feel like the diary already, like, 50% confirmed it. So is he in the ballpark or not? You just said he had to have been in the ballpark. Yeah, so yeah I, that's I, what I I'm saying. Because he would have already been in the ballpark, right? When he was searching for all these memories in the 70s and the 80s, whatever, right? So then when Harry brings him this book and what is it, 92 or whatever it is that Chamber of Secrets occurs? When Harry brings him that diary and he's like, here, that's I stabs it with a basilic thing. I feel like that was a huge confirmation for Dumbledore saying and he, like... And he, and he still didn't I, make the jump. He still didn't officially make the jump until two years later. I think the best way that I can put it to you, in my personal opinion, is I think it's like when you know that your boyfriend is cheating on you, but you don't, like, don't know, no. And then somebody sends you screenshots of a conversation that your boyfriend was having with them. And then, you know, like for real official, like TM, put it that's, on Twitter. Like you that's, know, that's but you already I, knew. That's what I think Slughorn's memory was. The, the confirmation text Listen, that your boyfriend was cheating on you. You we've gone on too, way too we, much. We've tangent. gone on much. This is like a tangent, technically for part four, but way too much of a, a pre-tangent. We need to bring it back. <laughs> we need to bring it back because I cannot. It's okay. We're like really into it. This I don't even know Let's how get back we got to into the stone. this. <laughs> I'm gonna bring us back. We're yes, back to, to the stone. They're mo- they've moved it from Flamel's place to yes. uh, a medium security vault at Gringotts. <laughs> Medium security. Definitely medium security. <laughs> yeah, by the yeah. way, we suspect that Lady V is going to take this stone. Let's put it in a medium security vault because it ain't that serious. Hey, we, that's another That's another it's one. Don't, we can't like, do it again. We can't go in into no, another no, tangent. Not, not like the Horcrux <laughs> tangent. This is more like, okay, if you I know. Really thought Lady V was doing it, you know he can just take over a goblin and make him do it. Like... <laughs> <laughs> take over a goblin make them do it make them do that's it that's literally what happened like later that day. my that's- name's elizabeth <laughs> <laughs> my name's elizabeth and i work for the mafia all right all right all right i've been living in brooklyn for 16 years <laughs> Marianne just died, everyone. I'm laughing too because she's laughing, but I think she's mostly laughing at my horrible accent. That was so good. Thank you. Oh, the accent really went crazy. Oh, that's so good. But anyway, oh my god, I'm sorry. I feel like <laughs> like I could, I don't know. But I was trying. Right now. I was really trying to like rein this in, but you guys took it too far. <laughs> I thought that was a great um, relief from the anger that we were just feeling. But anyways, that literally happens later that same day. Literally, yeah. they say it. He must have taken control of a goblet or coral, <laughs> and did exactly. <laughs> I need to stop saying the sentence. It's just the way that you say goblin. <laughs> you sound like Lil Wayne. Goblin. Like- <laughs> she just 
just every time that you say gambling, like I just hear Lil Wayne in my head. And it's like, okay, your Raguma was a goo to a goblin. <laughs> That's all I hear in my head right now. Oh my God, it hurts. <laughs> I am so sorry, everyone. <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> oh my god, I haven't laughed this hard in a really long time. I hope everyone else is laughing too. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so sorry. If you're still listening to us, thank you very much. <laughs> oh my god. Anyways. Oh my god. Oh, okay. So, medium security vault. Uh, again, Coral tries to take it that same day. Um, and then obviously Dumbledore is like, okay, so, you know, green gods ain't it. Let's move it to Hogwarts and set up medium security tasks. That <laughs> medium a, security tasks. A group of three fresh 11 year old wizards can figure out. Ugh. So, you know, the dark Lord definitely cannot. Well, I mean, he didn't. So I, I honestly think the only task that could have tripped up Lady V or AKA Quirrell was the mirror of Erised. Like literally like he got through everything perfectly fine. And the mirror of Erised was the one thing that Dumbledore knew that Voldemort could never figure out. If Hagrid mm-hmm. didn't have a big mouth, I think Fluffy would have been a good one. Yeah. Cause it re- yeah. I would have said wizard's chess. Cause they needed a whole three people <laughs> to do wizard's chess. Listen, no, but like you, I would have died. Needed three, you needed three 11 year olds, but I feel like if you've, played wizard's chess and you were an adult you could figure that out they didn't need three 11 year olds let's be perfectly real right now my boy ron did that by himself (laughs) well like they needed three just had to be on the board to get across in the next room yeah yeah oh i thought they needed like three people like on the board and i was like no bro they just replaced pieces those pieces just sat it out they were like we're gonna take a vacation y'all are gonna stand in our place i want to know I w- why didn't we see them in the movies? I wanted to see them. You know, just the... the you know what? If we don't bring that. it back to this document right now, mm-hmm. we're going to have the wrath of Jennifer, and that's got nothing on pregnancy rage. So during the school year, he returned the invisibility cloak to Harry anonymously, leaving it for him on Christmas morning. Yay, presents. <laughs> <laughs> we know that Harry uses the cloak and sneaks around school, accidentally finding the mirror of Erised. Um, and he, he obviously starts spending a few nights going down to visit it and stares into the, uh, seeing his family for the very first time. It just breaks my heart. Because, again, like, he has never seen pictures of his family that will talk don't about even, him. Don't even, we're not here to cry tonight, Mary. Yeah. I know. Don't it's even fine. get the pregnant lady started. Let's yeah, for going. real. Please don't talk about this. <laughs> Anyways. Dumbledore somehow finds out about this uh, and, mm-hmm. you know, finds Harry at the Mirror Erised. Uh, it's a real shame that we never find out exactly how he just, like, knows everything. But I he thought just that was, does. I thought that was obvious later on once we found out that Dumbledore was a really good legilimens. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess. Like, Harry was basically shouting it in his head ever since. Like That's so true. That's I'm over here, thing. like, are the paintings telling him? Like, are the ghosts keeping a watch on him? Like, That's so true. No, I literally think Harry was just literally shouting it I can't it wait so to go loud. back to that mirror and see my daddy <laughs> and my mommy. Oh my god. Like, wow, that really... was a really bad Harry Potter impression. You sounded more like Tommy Pickles than like Harry Potter. 
Oh, wow. Rugrats oh reference. I like that. I like that. You're welcome. Uh, so that's probably it. Um, but yeah, just like he basically just tells Harry that they're going to move the mirror and ask him not to go looking for it after that. Um, which is dumb. Like, why was it there? Like, why did it have a temporary spot and a temporary spot that was there long enough for Harry to go like several nights? <gasps> You're right. Because it would have needed to be like the last thing in the tab or whatever right (gasps) so why was it there for so long because i just think that we're exposing potholes tonight like i think that's our job yeah that's our that's our job maybe we're doing the lord's work (laughs) benefit of the doubt maybe dumbledore realized that like while he likes his teachers very very much what they set up was kind of easy so he was like let me just put this last last thing like maybe it was like nagging him for a while and then when he saw Harry using it, it like clicked like, oh, I could use this. And then he put it in. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe. So then this mirror was there for like hundreds of years in Hogwarts. I think it was just chilling there for a while. Yeah. Not only hundreds of years, but I think this mirror was just chilling there. And Dumbledore kind of like hit it in like an unused room. Also, why are there so many unused rooms in Hogwarts? Yeah. I have questions. <laughs> I have so many questions. That's for another episode. <laughs> yeah, just another episode. Yeah. But finally, as Dumbledore is explaining to Harry how the mirror works, Harry asks Dumbledore what he sees in it. Um, and he gives his famous socks reply. <laughs> but we know that he doesn't actually see himself holding socks. Okay, but on the real, like legitimately, especially Legend. right now in my life, <laughs> I think I think that I would see socks because all of my socks have holes in them right now. And I'm too cheap to buy, like, a new pack of them because they're super expensive, which is something that I didn't know until I reached adulthood. Mm-hmm. But anyways, <laughs> so obviously Dumbledore sees himself with his family, like, all together. But do you think that he sees, like, a redeemed Grindelwald in the mirror? No. Like a reformed Grindelwald? No. I don't think so. I think maybe at this point in his life, he's kind of, like, no. semi-closed that chapter. You think and so? And I don't, I don't think... You know, after everything that they just went through together and like he really had to combat like his feelings against him to fight against him. Even even then, like the the lines between love and hate are thin. Like you can love someone one day and hate them the next. So I don't tell me about it. Exactly. So I don't even think that I think once Dumbledore lost his feelings, his feelings of love quote-unquote because Mm. who knows if that was even love for him i think once he lost his feelings for grindelwald that it wasn't like that was never redeemable like i don't like for him like to to get those feelings back i don't think he would have no yeah i don't think i think think at the end of the day grindelwald just represented everything he could have become and that scared him yeah so i don't think he ever wanted afterwards to associate himself with him again hmm all right, well, that really went differently than what I thought it was going to go. But anyways, <laughs> after the whole, like, Harry, I don't know, murdering quarrel thing, we have a you scene know. with Harry and Dumbledore in the hospital wing, which oh, we It's discussed. one of my favorite mm-hmm. scenes ever. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's with Richard Harris. Oh, my God, it's so iconic. I know. I mean, I know that you love him. He's just not my Dumbledore. But anyways, Harry obviously has many questions about the whole ordeal, but Dumbledore is pretty vague about the subject, believing that Harry is too young to know, like, the whole truth. Which... And at this point, I'm on his side. He is too yeah. young. I think 11 is too much. Would have 11... been a little, like, a little too much to handle, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe he could have told him 
a little bit more. What would you want him to know? Yeah, that he like, what know? would you? Yeah, like I feel like first of all, how do you even remember what he did tell him? I'm like, all I know is that he was vague. <laughs> like, I don't even remember what he did say. No, he didn't really say anything in the hospital at all. I think he just asked him like, why does, why is he? You know what? I'm gonna go look. She's doing we're, the live googling, but the I was old about to fashion. say we're not even like live googling. We're like. For She's real, looking at reference texts. Oh so, kiddos, if you're, you know, we're born after 1995, um, <laughs> there used to be these things called libraries. <laughs> libraries? Where you would go and you would uh, grab the index cards and they would have, like, these, like, cards uh, for book titles and they would tell you, like, different Never books. encountered that in a library in my life. Yes, and then it would tell you it had like the code where you could go and find the book. Oh yeah, no, no, I just, uh, no. I just went through the aisles. I found things I wanted. I went. You just randomly them. found them. <laughs> no one ever helped me at a library. You never went through the little like little like <laughs> no. flashcard box, basically. Whatever. Like. I've never you heard like- of this in my life. I literally just walked in. I picked up the books I wanted. I handed the lady my card. She swiped it. She was like, you better have these back by next week. And I was like, okay. Thank Lol. you. <laughs> nah. Whatever. Anyways. Okay. Um, so, did uh, we find it? Yes, I found it. Um, so Harry actually straightforward asked him, why did uh, Voldemort want to kill me? Because mm-hmm. Voldemort during the uh, Mirror of Era said, said that he only killed his mother because she tried to stop him from killing me. So mm-hmm. he was like, yo, why did he want me? I was just a baby. Mm-hmm. And Dumbledore said... Uh, Alas, the first thing you ask me, I cannot tell you. Not today, not now. You will know one day. Put it from your mind for now, Harry. When you are older, I know you hate to hear this. When you are ready, you will know. Hmm. Dang, Dumbledore dropping wisdom. Yeah. I think the main thing that he couldn't tell him... Was, you know, I'm going to sacrifice you? Like, mm, yeah. But I that would have been scary. I think it, it could have been, uh, you know, actually, I take back my statement. That is not something that he could have. That's like a big bomb. Yeah, of course. To be like, oh. He there, never even really told him. There was, yeah, he never really told him. <laughs> he never really even did. Oh, man. That is very true. He yeah. did posthumously. Yeah, I don't, I. I don't know how. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, but so we, I think um, we're in agreement that it would have been a little bit too much for Dumbledore to reveal to like an 11 year old. Um, but especially because of if you think about the place that Harry is in in his life, like he literally just found out that magic yeah. even existed. Yeah. So let alone that he had been famous for this reason, like his whole life without even knowing it. Like yeah. I think it just would have been a lot, but. Hmm. So I don't think that we've seen anything like super out of the world manipulative from Dumbledore just yet, but I definitely suss that invisibility cloak move. I've got to say, I don't know. I just thought it was a little bit like reckless to give that to an 11 year old. The invisibility cloak and then definitely like that 
you know, we get a hint of what the future manipulation might be with yes. Harry asking that question. Yes, yes. So, um, lastly, he's a whole savage and awards Gryffindor a crap ton of points and basically makes it so that Gryffindor can win the House Cup over Slytherin. Uh, um, which is yet another example of, like, the ridiculous bias that is written into the books on Gryffindor's behalf. I'm sick of it. Okay, Just Jenny. tell me. Anyways, so I think it is nice, though, that he adds, like, that little bit about Neville at the end when he's, like, standing mm-hmm. up for your friends. Because you know what? It's true. Standing up for your friends is. <gasps> oh, my God, guys. I just realized <laughs> he saw himself in Neville because yes. he stood up to one of his friends. And that was the hardest thing he ever had to do as Dumbledore. And so he's like, Neville, I understand standing up to your friends is harder than standing up to your enemies. Yes. Cute. Okay, I'll take it. Dumbledore Dumbledore seeing himself in little children. Oh, don't say that. Don't say that. Why would you say that? I just want to understand. Okay, anyways, the Chamber of Secrets. Ah, Oh, my gosh. This this is when Jenny starts to get mad. Probably. This is also the movie that I watched like 2,500 times because it's the only VHS that I wanted to play like during the summer at my grandma's house. But anyways, (laughs) so at some point during the summer, Dumbledore, oh, this is where I'm going to get mad. He hires Dumbledore Lockhart. The biggest idiot on the planet. So we can infer from what happens later at the end of the book that he knew that Gilderoy was a sham. And he still employed him to teach the youth. And so I'm mad about that. But but what if, to play devil's advocate, what if he gone like, okay, I'm just going to make it really simple for you before you even ask the question. I don't care. Okay. Mm-hmm. For my listeners. <laughs> that do care <laughs> would he have been exposed if it wasn't for that position um so- yes you could literally expose him without having him teach children yeah i just feel like he literally put the education He's one of the of smartest of people Hogwarts. on the planet and you're just like i'm gonna hire this dude because there's no other better way to do this come on dumbledore does things with style i don't care but put the education of hundreds of students on the line for that year yeah, yeah, yeah. here we are again I'm playing devil's here advocate. we are I know, again I know. okay not- we know that lady v is rising to power okay he's he's finding his way back okay he was inhabiting another dude and then dumbledore says you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna put this sham of a human being in charge of defense against the dark arts arguably the most important class taught at hogwarts okay especially during these times yeah that's how I feel about the whole situation. Having education, am I right? So this is where I begin to have issues with choices that Dumbledore makes, obviously. Like, on one hand, this is the petty that I am living for. Like, he's going to publicly out a fraud, okay? But you also just, like Elizabeth said, mess with the education of hundreds of actual people. And that kind of, like, endangers their lives because it is defense against the dark arts. Like, if you really think about it. Think about the seventh years, Okay. That are about to take their newts, and this is their freaking teacher. What if there could have been more arbors? Like, if I don't know if, if more kids got newts that year because they had a proper edu- 
I'm not even going to get into it. Yeah, don't get into it because I also have many feelings I'm about not, the Hogwarts educational system. Like, I'm <laughs> not going to even get into it. That could be a whole series on its own. But anyways, Ooh, yeah. I also super blame him for Gildory Lockhart, although he was a trash person and he, you know, was a horrible fraud. Like, he didn't deserve to, like, live out the rest of his life in St. Mungo's having no idea who he was or what he did. Like, that's also really sad. Like, I hold Dumbledore responsible for that, but whatever. And um, apparently he gets Gilderoy to sign onto the Dada position by telling him that Harry Potter is a student at Hogwarts. That's like the second time he, no, this is the first time. And then Slughorn is the second time that he uses Harry's fame. It's disgusting. To get a teacher. And that's his toxic trait. The end. That is my beast. <laughs> Anyways. So the Chamber of Secrets is opened, open for business during the school year. <laughs> and Dumbledore is trying to figure out what is going on, just like everyone else. He's lost. So if Dumbledore knew that Tom Riddle was involved the first time it was open in 1943, why not discuss that with some of the staff? If the staff weren't there, because some of the staff kind of should have been there. So we know that McGonagall. Well, you go by the movies, McGonagall is definitely there. Well, no. We go by the movies, McGonagall's as old as Dumbledore. <laughs> yes, it's very true. <laughs> we know that McGonagall is trustworthy. So she ends up being an order member, and we know that Albus holds a high opinion of her. So this is also a big issue I uh, mm, that Jenny has with him. <laughs> Jenny, what's your. <laughs> big issue i just i don't feel like why he's not a tad bit more forthcoming with information like even if we're operating under the assumption that he likes to collect all this information before he acts on something i mean like don't you think that talking to other people would help you have other perspectives like a, a pair of like a second pair of eyes on it like i don't know this is literally what i do all day i'll be like yo is this giraffe walking weird then you know what i do i call someone else over instead of keeping it to myself Hold and on. then they'll be like oh yeah jenny like i totally see that too and then i'll be like wow maybe we should follow the <laughs> chain of command and tell somebody about this so we can get the help that we actually need but you know it's fine just Keep everything in. Why don't Dumbledore's you? Dumbledore's not productive. Maybe, maybe he is not. He's not efficient maybe, at all. Maybe it has something to do with his sign. I don't know what his sign yeah, is. Yeah, what is his sign? Oh. What is his? I'm gonna live Google it right live now, Googling. Marianne. Just keep going. I'm so excited. Oh wow. Anyways, as we're waiting for that juicy, juicy, I don't juicy even believe tea. in all of that, but I know you guys oh, like I it. I so love it. I thrive. Anyways, eventually Dumbledore is removed as headmaster by the Board of Governors, aka Lucius Malfoy does some shitty shit. Uh, whisper of your apples. And during this, I love you. <laughs> that was just for Jenny. And during this scene, we see some of the absolute mastery Dumbledore possesses, aka he speaks to Harry and Co while they are under the invisibility cloak um and i just we need to know how this man knows everything obviously we kind it's of have so the, accurate it's Sorry. i just finished my live google just but it's in, it's so funny because he must be able to read these people's thoughts even under the cloak could you so, imagine just crazy? being like oh my god just knowing everything all the time okay <laughs> so i'm finished with my live google he's a leo which is so just so, so accurate actually he is such a Leo. <gasps> wow. <laughs> I just like realized the connection he has to one of our best friends. He's very much oh, a Leo. <laughs> and our best friend is also sus. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. <clears throat> Amazing. I'm trying to find like a quick for people who aren't into like astrology. Like, Oh, a wait, quick, girl, um, I got Star Chart. Hold on. 
I never found out how to use that. Oh my God, Barack Obama was also a Leo. Whoa. <gasps> Good leaders. Yeah, but then, oh my God, Jennifer Lopez is also a Leo. This is not making sense now because I like Jennifer Lopez like a lot. Sandra Bullock, okay. Daniel Radcliffe. <gasps> my friend, okay, hold on. We got a Leo. So if you're a sun sign is Leo. Did I get this right? Yes, sun. <laughs> Oh no, this okay, is like just, a just give us the rundown. Bro. No, it doesn't work. Hold on. I need their chart. Yeah, there we go. Okay, their chart. Their chart. No. no. So this <laughs> app is great. CoStart, not sponsored. You can also see like like how your uh signs work together. Oh okay. in like different categories. Like sure. It's super fun. Anyways, so if your son is in Leo, the sun determines your ego, identity, and role in life. It's the core of who you are, and it is the sign you're most likely to already know. Their son uh the sun is in Leo, meaning they are fundamentally bold and proud. They love attention and to be cared for. They pay it back in kind with their charm and their ability to make people feel better when they're blue. They know what their skills are and how to use them. It's in their seventh house, meaning they feel the need to distinguish themselves from others the, through close relationships and long-term partnerships. I feel like that's like 50-50. Like some of it was Dumbledore and some of it well, wasn't. Well, like again, your son only determines certain things. Like your son yeah, determines your ego, identity, and role. So we would have to find out like the rest of him. Like his moon, his ascending sun. Oh, dear Lord. Do a whole chart thingy. Oh, okay, my let's God. Let's go back to Harry Potter. But anyways, a little fun astrology for you. Yeah. Ooh, episode idea. Astrology for Harry Potter so <laughs> characters? Yeah. You don't understand how all over that. Let <laughs> us know in the social medias if you want to wanna get on that. Uh, I don't know. Um, You're good. <laughs> All right. Um. Okay. So this year we also meet Fox. <laughs> Why are you giving me all the cute stuff? Because like I I'm break now. Because we want to see you cry. Okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there's nothing much to say about Fox except he's amazing. He's the best bird ever. The end. <laughs> That's not what I wrote, Elizabeth. <laughs> and that is my opinion. I am speaking. <laughs> oh my god. Yay. <laughs> all right. You know. He's a cool bird. <laughs> I can't say the other words in that sentence because you would get mad at me. Yeah, because I already had to bleep you. Like one is like a maybe and one for sure. So <laughs> anyways, Harry goes into the chamber because Jenny's taken. He meets Tom Riddle, the Basilisk. Basilisk. The Basilisk. <laughs> Gavlin. Basilisk and defeats them. <laughs> uh dumbledore is reinstated he's back at the school um he's somehow able to send harry the sorting hat because you know dumbledore never truly leaves those who want him or need him i don't know what that quote is but anyways um it's on like the tip of my tongue i'm about to go grab my chamber and yeah, i'm like it's like on the tip of, it's like those who oh man if only they ask for it. I know that's how it ends. Help will always be given to those at Hogwarts. Something, something. Live <laughs> <laughs> Google. Hold on. Something, something. Ask for it. <laughs> uh, it's accurate. 
Here it is. Can it hawk it only has to type in. All I had to do was type in help to Google and I got it. Yeah, it just says help will, help will always be given to those who ask for Oh, yeah. Look, it. I was right. Help will always be given at Hogwarts to those who ask for it. Yeah, you just added an extra something, something. I just, I thought that there was more content. <laughs> Sorry. No. A little something, something. But, All you right, know. Please, let's finish this episode before I die. <laughs> Be- because of you know that Harry was able to obtain the sorting hat, which contained the sword of Gryffindor, and he was able to get Fox. Um, also, and I honestly think that's just because Dumbledore and Fox are like the best duo to ever exist. Don't at me. I think it's amazing. Leave it alone. And uh, again, Fox is amazing. He saves Harry's life. Yeah, and he's able to get everyone out of the chamber. AKA convenient amazing bird. I swear Jenny is supposed to be all up on this animal. She's the animal person. Why am I the only one fangirling over Fox? Yeah, it's a phoenix. It's I'm cool. I'm so mad. I, don't know. I mean, it's just it's just a bird. Oh my god. Oh my god, it's just a bird. It's a bird. That I dies you know how I feel about okay, first of all. and lives and dies and lives and dies. Okay, please stop. And lives anyways and doesn't lose okay i don't know i mean he's a cool bird i like him he seems pretty chill seems like he's got a good personality i'm gonna seems move like on he's hanging out <laughs> i don't know what you want me to say okay. uh dumbledore meets with harry and the weasleys and we get the normal you know end of the school year speech gryffindor wins yada 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 <laughs> gryffindor wins. <laughs> hey by the way like slytherin was in first place Psych! Psych! <laughs> Um, you know, he gets a Hagrid out of Azkaban. Um, <laughs> he gets a Hagrid. <laughs> You're killing me. I'm sorry. My words. No, like in a good Thank way. You. Thank you. Um, so this is when, you know, we kind of talked about this earlier because we were jumping all around this Horcrux stuff this whole night. But mm-hmm. basically, this is when he like kind of gets confirmation. Kind of. Ugh, I don't think that we should go into it again. No, we're yes. not going to go into it. But this is where we were supposed to talk about it. But we were just like, <laughs> we we jumped the gun. We were excited. We were too excited. We were very excited. We don't do pins anymore at this point. We're just like, this is like- <laughs> oh my god, so right. Oh my god, we haven't done a pin in so. Have we even done a pin in like season two? We have. No, we, we definitely didn't. We season just, two pins. Just- we just haven't done a pin since we've returned from my uh, pre pre oh, yeah, pregnancy hiatus. <laughs> We threw the pin yeah, that's the very window. True. We were just like, no. That's very true. I feel like it's just that we're very passionate, you know? Yeah. We have a lot of feelings. Lot of feelings. So many feelings. Yeah. yeah. Well. Wow. That was a time. That was a ride. That was, was. a ride today, guys. We laughed. It really we was. Re- that was cried. like a lot. We, yeah. I never cried. Jenny, Jenny cried. I mean, maybe Elizabeth. Jenny had a, <laughs> I cried. Jenny had a whole 180 flip. Yeah, beginning of the episode, she was like, I yeah, love I this man. End of the episode, he is sus. Well, not even the end of the episode. It was like two minutes into the episode. I really did. I really did. Uh, yeah, if you play Among Us, I'd be like running to the cafeteria to call an emergency meeting and be like, Dumbledore sus. Yeah. And yeah. just uh-huh. so everyone prepare yourselves mm. because if you saw a little bit of our rage this episode we're Yo. about to get into the meat and potatoes of meat the rage and potatoes. oh my god i can't deal. <laughs> i can't the gallon <laughs> i'm never gonna live that down never never <laughs> i'm gonna learn how to do a proper new york accent from okay? brooklyn <laughs> call up andy sandberg hand up on brooklyn at night 
Anyways. <laughs> Remember to follow us on social media if you want to hear more stuff about goblins. You can find us on Instagram at the three broom You can all oh, la, 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 also follow us on the Twitter at the number three broom chicks. And go like our Facebook page, the three broom chicks. And make sure to catch us next time where we will be wrapping up finally our four-part series on the 50 Shades of Albus Dumbledore. If it takes three hours, it will take three hours. We we are wrapping it up next episode. (laughs) You can't keep us here past four. (laughs) (laughs) And remember, as always, we are the Three Broom Chicks. And Dumbledore knows everything.